That's right, folks. It's time for the Nerdy Point of View podcast, where we explore the nerdier side of life via random topics that we come up with and discuss for your entertainment. I am one of your hosts, the literal worst, Brian Penaloza. With me today is the pun master herself, Carrie Lyons. Hello, everybody. And of course, he's so chatty, Maddie Fast. Hey. Wow. So, uh, <laughs> everyone's so energetic tonight. That's right. I said tonight because we're recording at night. Yeah. 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 It's 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 like sex. Every so often, you have to switch it up a little bit. A little bit. You know. You you can quote Why? me on that. That our <laughs> podcast is like sex for your ears. On that note. Don't forget, we're also sponsored by Dice Bard. <laughs> Go to DiceBard.com and check out their outstanding selection of dice. Glow-in-the-dark dice, metal dice, rainbow dice, dice that roll. They roll nat 1s and nat 20s and everything in between. Also, you know, D8s and D4s and all that good shit, too. Dice Bard has everything you need to play Dungeons & Dragons, if all you need is dice. And, of course, don't forget to use the discount code NERDY for free expedited shipping on your order. That's N-E-R-D-Y... For that free expedited shipping. I thought that was a perfect segue. Because dice bar dice are like sex. That you can roll. So. I'm still stuck on. the You linking. Uh, no I can't just. You know what you I can do remember. though. You can give us your topic. Can I? <laughs> I mean you don't have to. I guess we could just no, sit here in silence. Alright I guess I could. Just play along here. I was thinking, after uh, we recently recorded at the Coin-Op Barcade here in San Diego, it kind of got me thinking, what location would you guys love or have always wanted to record live in? So, I want to go last because my answer is very grandiose and very epic. Uh, oh. So, Maddie, what about you, man? Okay. Um, you know... I, I'm I'm just the uh, I'm just the part time guy, so <laughs> I really, really thought about this very much, you know. Like, um, I uh, some you know I'm new to the podcast game. Um, well, let's say this to kind of broaden it for you: that you you're you might be part time on the show, but you're full time in our hearts. Let me start with that. Oh, well, you're um, adorable. Anyway. <laughs> Um, you're a performer, Maddie. Uh, all three of us are, regardless of you know where we're performing and what we're doing. Right. So right. to broaden it out, let's say um, you know maybe you haven't thought about like the podcast so much, but maybe like one of your shows that you're on, like Threads of Fate or something. Like, where would you like to do like a live version of that? Yes. Okay. Well, you know, and as you started talking, it was like boom, it all flooded my brain. And seriously, like I want to. Uh, I want to record. I want to. I want to host shows. I want to play D and D. I want to. Uh, I want to dance, like no one's watching. Uh, <laughs> from okay, so I don't know if you guys are familiar with a show uh, from Scotland, UK, uh, from the early uh, early two thousands called Monarch of the Glen. No. No. Okay. I, yeah. I I wouldn't expect you guys to know it. Um because usually it's I mean it's not, you know, it's not huge in the States and all that stuff. But it's basically this show takes place uh in the Scottish Highlands. And 
and they film it in this like big house well i mean it's almost like a castle and i love this house and it's right on the lock and oh my god you know like and that is that is where i'd want to do it all everything uh it is it looks full-on medieval and it is gorgeous i i can't remember the name of it i'd have to look it up um but oh my god you know and just hearing i mean i i hear the music from the show in my head right now and i'm wearing a kilt and i'm holding an old dusty claymore from off the wall and oh i love it i love it can i ask you a very important question yes chonies or no chonies under the kilt uh i am half scottish uh so no you don't wear underwear god damn right that is the correct answer maddie you don't you don't man um and uh that's okay because you know what i bet it feels fantastic that cool summer breeze oh my god sometimes i wish (laughs) (laughs) um you know and i'm really not the type that would walk around naked um even you know when i lived alone but it is one of those things that just sounds so freeing you know with the uh the scottish air um (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah yeah you know i think noakes needs to start wearing kilts yes i think that needs to be a thing i'm a fan of this i second this or third this or I some number this. As long as you're in support, that's what matters. Yes. Now, I got to say, I like that answer. And I I don't know if you remember, but I actually had the privilege of uh, not recording, but playing D&D in a a house that was a castle. And that was fantastic. So I can't imagine what like an actual castle castle would feel like other than awesome as fuck. Yeah, I mean, they call it a castle. It's a really big house, though, you know. Um, Does but it have a drawbridge? No, 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 no. Uh, well, actually, no. I mean, to get to the estate, you know, like there is a little bridge. Um, and that was like a plot point at, you know, one of the ends of the season kind of things. But you cannot draw to... the bridge. No, 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 no. no well, no, if no. you have a pen and paper, you can. Oh, <laughs> yes. No, don't encourage her. She doesn't yes. need the encouragement. Yes, I, I want to hear. I want to hear Brian's groans. Oh, give me the groans. <laughs> this is a weird thing to be saying. Oh, oh God, that's not awful. <laughs> yeah, wow, maybe okay. like right after not talking bad. about sex and all this. Yeah, maybe. Well, I mean, <laughs> uh, my yeah. groans are legendary. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, Carrie, where where would you want to record? Um, I have kind of two answers because, like, my first like impulse would be to say like uh, a comic con. I think that's pretty generic, and then I kind of got thinking a bit more. And bear with me here because this is about to get weird. <laughs> um, it usually right. does. I'm yeah. excited. I'm excited. Ooh, I have some sort of emotion. I, I don't know what it is yet. I'll I'll get back to you on that. 
You have okay. no emotions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm thinking, okay, set the scene here. Hospital room, right? It's already weird. While a woman gives birth. What? What? Think about this. Like, Can't uh, stop now. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. Okay. First off, the noises you'd be hearing in the background. Like, and then giving a play-by-play of what's happening in the room to our listeners. A nightmare. That's that's what's happening right? behind you is right? a literal nightmare. And then then asking her questions as she's in labor. <laughs> so bringing two laptops, one for her to throw at your fucking head <laughs> and the second to actually record on. Exactly. Um, Have you ever been in the room with a woman giving birth? Hell no. OK, I've, I've seen videos. Through my parenting class, I mm-hmm. unfortunately had to watch childbirth happen, uh, but never in person. So mm-hmm. that's why I think it would be fucking hilarious oh my God. to hear the <laughs> kinds of things, what she would say, especially as we ask her questions, because I can just imagine the kind of questions Bear would be asking her. None at all. I'm... I wouldn't be there. I'd send you in fucking solo mission. Oh, you're going in. This is happening. It's literally never, (laughs) ever. And can I please stress the emphasis on the word never going to happen? I don't know. If any of our listeners are due to have a baby in the future and you want us there, just saying. Um, I politely decline. Wow. That is not the answer I thought anybody was going with that. I I just I told you this was going to a weird place. <laughs> I think you broke Maddie. I, I mean, um, okay. Um, you encouraged her to get weird. I, this is on you. Yeah. I just did not. Wow. That, that, that came out of left field. Yep. And um, I was trying to think of like the weirdest place to record a podcast. Like what is something that like, nobody has ever done? Okay. Now that is a totally different topic <laughs> yeah because this topic i don't know if you remember even though it's your topic was where would you like to record a live show or have always or ha- have wanted to you know yeah, like yeah and as of about 10 minutes ago i have always wanted to um huh okay I- so yeah brian you put a ring on that I I have so many regrets right now. It's it's too late. I'm sorry. Well, um, I'll be signing off. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for tuning in to the Nerdy Point of View podcast. Oh, you're not going anywhere. No, no. I love you, dear. I love you so much. Love you, too. Well, so I'm going to go now because I got nothing to say to that. I said everything. That I could possibly that would be say. Great. That'd be great, Brian. Let's 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 clean our palettes, please. So it may be generic, but the ultimate dream for me. Okay, so let me let me set this up. I create for fun. I enjoy it. I enjoy what I do. I enjoy uh, doing the podcast, even if sometimes when I have to edit it, I just don't want to. Uh, mm. 
I enjoy being a DM on camera. I enjoy performing. I enjoy all this shit. Things I never thought I would. Starting uh, this podcast and then starting Soul Bear RPG made me think, how big could we ever go? Realistically. I mean, who the fuck knows? You never know when you're going to catch lightning in a bottle. You know, I can guarantee that Matthew Mercer had no idea how big Critical Role was going to be. And Encounter RP or Encounter Roleplay, they probably had no idea where that was going for them. Right. So is it beyond the realm of possibility then to say that I would love to record a live show in Hall H at San Diego International Comic Con? Oh, Hall H being the most, uh, like, yeah, the prime fucking hall. Like, that is where your Marvel movies get announced or you know have panels. This is where the, all the big shit goes down. Yeah. It's not some fucking side room. It's not some fucking hotel lobby outside of Comic Con. This is like prime time fucking real estate, and I want in, and. <sighs> I don't care if I'm recording the podcast there. I don't care if I'm doing fucking live D&D there. I want to be there. I want to record there. I want to experience that as a creator. And is it the most realistic idea? Well, I'll say it's more realistic than recording in a live birthing room. But yeah. <laughs> say that now, but just wait. <laughs> I will yes, not wait. That's never happening. Um, <laughs> It might not be like the most realistic idea or dream or whatever, but I mean, I feel like when you're a creator, that's kind of maybe not that specific, you know, place is kind of the dream. But like you always dream about doing what you love in front of a huge group of people live, unless you have like crippling like stage fright, in which case you probably never dream about that. But I, I used to have performance anxiety and I don't anymore. Like now I thrive on it. I love having a live audience. I love having people who are tuning in and watching uh, the performances of me and my friends. Like I fucking I eat that shit like it's fucking breakfast, lunch, dinner and dessert. Like I could subsist off that. Yeah. So yeah. the idea of having such a large crowd lining up for fucking hours and blocks to come see a fucking thing that I'm doing is super cool. And I mean, it, it all starts somewhere, you know? And I think the opportunity that we had to record at coin op, uh, you know, being put together by Red Bull like that, which was fucking insane as it is. Mm. I feel like maybe that's where it starts. You know, was there a huge crowd there? No. But was it live on the streets of downtown San Diego during a tournament? Fuck yeah, it was. And that was an exhilarating, incredible feeling. Being taken seriously as a show, despite our our download numbers, which are not the highest by any fucking stretch, which reminds me, please rate and review on iTunes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, to go in there and be treated as, I guess, somebody, you know, somebody who knows what they're doing when I clearly have no fucking clue. Um, <laughs> it was cool. And the idea of doing that in front of a, just a massive crowd of people who love what you do, the idea is intoxicating for me. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I honestly, um, and it's funny that you 
you bring that up about like, you know, performance anxiety, things like that. And, you know, cause I do talk about this quite often, you know, about my social anxiety and stuff that I deal with, um, when I'm in, you know, crowds and things like that, but on a, on a performance level, like, uh, being like performing for people, whether it is as an actor or, um, when I was singing or, uh, when I was a, a DJ and all that stuff, I eat that shit for breakfast. I love it, you know, and I, I'm a, you know, I love to perform, but yeah, you get a bunch of people like around me in a room where, I can't get to an exit or something like that, like, or breathe. Yeah, no, 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 I, I can't stand that shit. But, um, like being up on a stage or, or, you know, like how we do now, you know, being on a screen and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, I, I love that. So yeah, I, I hear you all a hundred percent there, Bri. And that would be fucking awesome. Like picture it. Like really picture it. So oh, let's say let's use Taldoria New Dawn as a template for this, right? Right. Okay. Uh, and Carrie, you would have to reprise your role as Sanguine, obviously, oh, for a guest spot for this. Um, but let's lay it out, just because I, you know, I recently heard one of like the Critical Role live shows, and hearing the audience react to them playing fucking Dungeons and Dragons was mind blowing for me. So picture it, right? We got this big, awesome table. Okay. And we're all seated around it in person for the first fucking time. You know, me, you, Maddie, Carrie, Dana, Cy, Riley, Derek, Robert. I think that's everybody. That is everybody, yeah. Okay. Well, we kept, we kept adding people, so it was fucking throwing me off. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> um, but just imagine us all being, okay, sitting around a table, this massive fucking crowd there to watch us play fucking D, a thing that we'd love to do so much we would do that shit in private anyway yeah. but people have latched onto the show they love this show they love us they want to watch us fucking play and as we're going and as i'm telling the story and as you guys are role-playing things out they're reacting so you guys win an epic battle and there's cheers from the crowd the fucking spotlights on you on the table the sound booming through the lapel mics out into the crowd. Like just talking about it practically gives me a fucking raging heart on. It's just a great <laughs> thought. Like it's just right. such an, again, it's the only word I can think of is intoxicating. Like the idea yeah. of that, of being able to do that one day of so many people enjoying something that we produce just, yeah. Yeah, no, I, oof. um, that would be amazing, dude. Um, and I love the idea of that. Totally. Uh, um, I think I'd feel more comfortable if it was, if I was still like at my house in front of a camera, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. But I mean, a stage is, but it's, it's not a stage. I'm, I'm good with stages. You know, you're, uh, you don't have to be that close to the people on a stage. Um, that's helpful. Yeah, one thing I can say about, uh, like, I was nervous when we were doing the Red Bull thing at the coin op. And one thing I can say is when we actually got started doing the podcast is I forgot about the people. I forgot about that we were doing it in the middle of the street. I was so absorbed with the podcast and just talking with uh, Brian and our guest that 
I yeah just completely forgot about everything else and all those nerves completely disappeared yeah yeah so I mean here's kind of the funny thing for me is I all of a sudden have no anxiety or, or nerves or anything like that when I'm set to perform like none like we did the Red Bull thing and I I've, I've, I think I've I've been doing this long enough now that I just kind of own it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like it, not in the sense where like I walk into a room and like, I'm the fucking man, nothing like that. But it's more like, I know what I'm doing. I am one of the hosts of a show. I, I do the, the leg work as far as like the script reading and shit like that. Like the intros, outros and all that fucking fun stuff. Um, so the impetus is on me to be comfortable in my own skin and be comfortable enough with what I'm doing because if I'm not comfortable and I'm the one that's supposed to be kind of guiding things then I know you sure as hell are not going to be comfortable because if you can sense my my nerves or anything like that and I think by doing it for so long that I've tricked my brain into not ever being nervous about this shit like it's funny in private there's a lot of things I wouldn't do but you put a fucking camera in front of me I'll probably do it like (laughs) I don't know, because I, I almost feel more comfortable in front of a camera now than I do in real life, which is kind of fucking weird. But here we are. No, I get that. Talking about insecurities. Um, Maddie. Insecurities. Yeah, that is the name of the game here. Um, I am. Is there a prize if you win the game? <sighs> no, not really. No. I got nothing. No. I hope so you know nothing. what? I got something. I got dice. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I really do, but I, that's for another time. Um, so, oh God, I'm such a dork. Um, and there oh, we yeah. are, the insecurities. Um, so, I'm gearing up. Uh, actually, the day this uh, this podcast releases that evening, I will be running uh, the Threads of Fate um, on a two shot kind of thing is uh the main campaign's taking a little holiday break and we're giving our dm a little vacation so he can refresh and relax and play a little bit um and uh, you know like i love to do it and i've been wanting to get back to kryn get back into the dragonlance world and but it has filled me with so many insecurities um, to the point where last Friday I was supposed to run this game and uh, uh, we had to, we had to cancel because we had too many people call out. And as soon as I, I typed that, that we'll just have to wait till next week. I have never felt so, re- so relieved in my life. Um, so I'm curious what kind of insecurities do you guys deal with on a daily basis or even um, insecurities that you maybe had as a kid that you've kind of grown out of? You want to leave this one care? Uh, sure. Um, yeah, actually I have two insecurities of mine that I'm just going to briefly kind of touch on here. The first one is, I think a lot of people share this in, possibly hopefully uh physical insecurities um i know maddie you and i have talked about this in uh, the past and i am very insecure of my teeth uh Mm. 
and going on camera where I know with the people I role play with, I can't help but smile and laugh. It's going to happen. <laughs> so, you know, to get over that was a huge feat and I'm still not over it. There's like constantly where I'm checking myself in the camera, checking my angle, um, which is a reason why I always uh, record for the angle that I use um, to kind of best hide how messed up my teeth are. And I know like people who know me say like, oh, it's not as bad as you think. But in my mind, it's so bad. You know, like I have um, what my dentists call like, a very small mouth and a lot of teeth that uh, have come in and it overcrowds and it causes pushing. And uh, I've had teeth pulled to try and make room for it but unless I get braces it's not gonna really do much for me and as everyone knows braces are fucking expensive so that's like one physical insecurity that I still struggle with to this day and I am hoping that someday I can actually get them fixed because whether you say it's not true or not one of the first things you notice when you meet somebody is their smile. And if they have not a perfect smile, you notice that about them. That's in my mind anyways, true. And so when I meet somebody and they look at my face, I am instantly thinking, Oh, they're looking at my teeth. Oh, you know, and it just really bothers me. So I don't honestly know if that's true or not, but again, that's just going on through my head. And one of my other insecurities is uh, to a degree, like I can't, I don't care what people think of me when through my actions or words or whatever the case may be, as long as I'm not, I hope that crude of a person ignoring my whole hospital giving birth idea. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but you know, like, so I, I, don't do too much that I think or hope offends people. So, but when I'm meeting somebody new and there's this one-on-one uh, -on -one interaction with somebody, I do find lately, I didn't have this younger, I was totally a social person and I just did not give any worry over whether someone liked me or not, or if I was I going to say something that would offend them or something like that, or I don't know. So like for me, like it usually takes me a while to let somebody see the real me. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? And oh, yeah. yeah. So like that, I guess that qualifies as still an insecurity. Cause like I have to get, yeah, to know that person before, I allow them to see the true me. Otherwise, I'm just what my friend Sam calls professional mode, which is like uh -huh. going into a job interview. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, yeah that's just another quirk about me. <laughs> no, but I get that um, because though mine actually, because uh, I totally relate there, but but mine stems from my childhood because. I mean, I, I'm, I can be a pretty weird dude sometimes. I can be really odd and quirky. Um, when I was a kid, I was really, really weird. I mean, just, yeah. So, yeah, uh, I 
still have insecurities about that to this day, like how I was when I was a kid trying not to be like that kid. You know, Aww. so I totally relate there. Well, I love your quirkiness. I'm glad somebody does. Oh, well, I'm sure you, a lot of people do. Why don't you tell us about those insecurities since well, you brushed the topic? <clears throat> um, you know, because I do uh like both t- both things Carrie said, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. Because Carrie and I talked about the teas, and I had the same issue. And I, yeah, you know, because you do, you know, like when you meet somebody and you, you look at their face and you see that, you know, their teeth are odd or something, you know, like it just, it's noticeable. It's just there. And maybe it's just because I have terrible teeth and that's all I notice when I see people. I don't know. Um, but I, I live this very weird, uh, life where, um, I was so insecure when I was a kid to the point that I, I really just kind of kept myself. Um, I tried not to be super, you know, social or anything like that. Um, and that eventually kind of evolved a little and, and, and everything. And then something happened, uh, when I was in my early twenties, I stopped looking weird and awkward, you know? And, uh, and then all of a sudden, like people are giving you attention and, and stuff like that. And people are saying, Oh, you're so good looking or so nice and all this stuff and you start to like go oh okay um well all these people have convinced me that i'm not like an ugly uh troll or i am not a you know whatever all these little things that you have in your head um but then i don't know what happened i have no idea what happened um Cause there are still things to this day, uh, you know, cause like in the early twenties, I gained a confidence like you wouldn't believe, um, about everything I do, uh, being so confident about it. You know, someone would talk about food and I'd just be like, you know what? I can cook you under the table. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't need cooking classes. I could teach that class. You know, I was that guy. Mm-hmm. Well, I think like a part of it is kids are fucking mean. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like, What's that? And, uh, kids are fucking mean. Like, so when you were a kid oh in God. school, if you did not have the generic looks, kids would point it out to you. It didn't matter if like you were really ugly or weird or different looking, whatever the case may be. It, you just, I think, more felt that way because kids always pointed out different things than what was different from them. And that made you feel this way. Whereas the more you grow, the more people are less likely to say these kind of things. And especially like kids just, if there is a girl that hated me because uh, once uh, our friends said that we looked alike. And from that point on, she would always make fun of me. She would always like point out like things about me that she didn't like, or, like trying to make me feel ugly or, you know, hate myself and stuff like this. And that was just like a trait that kids do. If they 
mad at you or if they're annoyed at something, they want to belittle you as much as possible, and especially in front of your peers. So I think that's like a big thing to do with it. Like, I don't think you were nearly as weird or, you know, as bad as you think you were as a kid. I think it's just that other kids made you feel that way. Oh, yeah. I, I totally get that. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 just a funny thing. It's I don't know why it's there, but it's there. And no matter what I do, um, uh, I don't know. I can't seem to shake it sometimes. Yeah. Well, you're a sexy unicorn, Maddie. Oh, I agree. agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, but I, I do. Um, even when I have to like. Uh, message people uh, to invite them on the talk show. Like, I feel like I'm asking them to, I don't know what, you know, like, but I feel like I'm like bothering them. And, you know, it's like, uh, why would you want to do this show? You know, it's like, yeah, it played by these things. I don't know why. I mean, that's not uncommon, you know, especially you're kind of newer into doing your own show. And, yeah. It's a, it's especially when it's new and, you know, if you don't have a huge following or, or whatever, you know, the first instinct is, well, I'm a, I'm a nobody. My show's a nothing. Why the fuck would anybody ever want to be on this? Right. And there's a simple, <laughs> a simple truth. And it's it's kind of a, a, the realization that hit me when Dan Riker came on our show. Yeah. Is it doesn't necessarily matter that your show is small, that your following is small or, or whatever. Sometimes people just want to hang out and sometimes they just want to try something new and whatever it is that you're doing, maybe that's the new thing they want to try. You know, um, Dan, uh, bless his fucking soul. I love that man. Uh, Dan Reichert has, is, consistently on podcasts that are viewed by at the very least thousands if not tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands i don't fucking know but it's one of the like consistently like top gaming podcasts on uh itunes right yeah he could do any fucking show that he wants as for yeah. when it at least as it pertains to the nerd industry or i will say the wrestling industry because he's super huge into that and he's very well known for that as well, right? The guy's written multiple books. He's a huge gaming personality. He could do any show he wants to do, but he came on our show. And for whatever reason, there was something about it that he liked. And I wouldn't have known that if I didn't think to reach out and ask. And, you know, I think it's easy to say, but, you know, as a fellow creator, I can say that, you know, a lot of times we consistently sell ourselves short. And part of that is insecurity, of course. Um, but your show exists. You're doing it. It means something to you at the very least. Sometimes yeah. that's enough. Um. Yeah, I, I try to. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a rational person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. You know, you still get these things. You still get those feelings that kind of flood you when, especially when you're getting ready to like uh, send that that instant message or something, you know, or that direct message to 
someone that you maybe I you know some of the folks that I've invited on the show I've never really like even direct messaged with before you know um <clears throat> and it was just like you know what I've been following that person for how long and I think they're awesome and I'd like to I'd like to talk to them and get to know them better you know mm-hmm. that's what I do you know. <clears throat> I like to I like to talk. I like to talk. I like to talk to people. I like to learn about people. So, you know. Well, yes. I mean, just think like what's the worst that's going to happen? They don't respond yeah. or they just like, "Oh, no, you know." I know. Busy it's busy or it's, whatever. It's like, it, gosh, you know, they <laughs> they might not want to do it or they might be busy like, "Oh, boohoo, man." Oh, no. <laughs> <Calm> <laughs> down. You know, like but it goes through your mind. I totally oh, get that. Well, like, like, case in point, I reached out to, um, I won't name him. He's a good, really good guy. Uh, he's a pretty big voice actor. And I reached out to him about being on the show. And we talked back and forth a little bit. And I told him a little bit, a little bit about the show. And he said, you know, he's like, I appreciate it. But that's not really my kind of thing. Uh, but thanks for thinking of me. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know. It just happens that way sometimes. Like, this guy's a really nice guy, super cool guy. Um, but, you know, sometimes what it is we're working on or, or whatever doesn't really jive with who that person is or what they're interested in. And, I mean, that's, like, a lot of times I just don't hear anything back from people when I reach, you know, a little <sighs> higher than I typically would. Right. Um, but sometimes you you do get rejected. And I I feel like it's probably, unless I'm being super rude, probably pretty rare that they're going to be super rude to me you know what i mean like there's no reason to do it all it does is make them look like an asshole if you reach out to them like it's way easier for them just to never respond back right and right i'm talking to you mark hamill (laughs) 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 but that's the thing right like i would rather attempt it and it not work out than sit there for months after going like ah I wonder, I wish I would have done it. At oh, yeah, least you no. did try. Yeah. I, I get that. I get that. But, you know, it's like, and yeah, they're, you know, you've all, I mean, obviously you, uh, you guys have done the show for over a year. I'm sure you've had like wish lists of people you'd love to talk to. Oh my God. Yeah. On the show. You still have wish lists. So, I mean, yeah. obviously there are wish lists and, and stuff. And, um, <laughs> Unfortunately, sometimes those insecurities just just stop you cold, you know, and it's uh, trying to get over that, you know. Yeah. You know what helped me the most? And again, this this does lend to insecurity because I totally had this same insecurity for the longest time. But I think the biggest thing that really helped was I started reaching far beyond what I thought was possible. Um, you know, reaching out to certain guests mm-hmm. and one or two of them said yes. And I I think that's where for me things kind of changed. And I was like, you know what? That never would have happened if I didn't reach out. And the ones who didn't reach out to me, nothing bad happened. And it's kind of almost like a realization you get. It's like you're not really being a pain in the ass. You're not really doing anything wrong by saying, hey, I've got this show and I'd love you to be on it. I think you'd be perfect for it, you know? If anything, you know, like oh, let me, I guess this is going to be weird, but let me look at it from the other side. So, Maddie, say we didn't know each other, right? Right. 
say I've got this huge popular show and I'm some huge personality, right? Right. I'm not. I'm not saying I ever will be, but let's say I am for this instance. Okay. And you reach out to me and be like, hey, I've got this show. uh, So chatty. You know, it's a talk show. We just hang out. We chat for, you know, an hour and it's a pretty good time. And I I wanted you to know that I'm always looking for guests. And if you're interested, I'd love to have you on. Now, this might just be me, but I look at that and I'm fucking flattered, regardless of whether or not I can do it. You know, I'm like, hey, that's cool. This person thinks highly enough of me. They would love me to be on their show. I don't know anything about this show, but that doesn't really matter. You know, it's the fact that somebody reached out to me and that's pretty fucking cool. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's just a couple of big successes in that really helped the nerves is kind of what I've at least what worked for me or what did it for me. Uh, It wasn't really a time thing or, you know, hey, with time, this gets better. It was more of a, oh, hey, so this is what can happen if I say something and if i don't nothing really bad happens and hitting that realization and being like you know what i'm just doing what everybody else fucking does except i don't have a pr manager so i have to do it my fucking self (laughs) (laughs) yeah um and i totally understand like you know like there are going to be plenty of people out there who even if they wanted to do it you know it's like it's it's a live show that's set for pretty much a specific time and day you know it's like um, so, you know, there are going to be some people that just really can't do that, you know, and I totally get that, but, um, yeah, and I'll probably, I need, I mean, I need to work on it. That's for sure. Yeah. It's like there's been times I've been invited to join, uh, some streams as a guest and, you know, the timing just wasn't right or it was on a bad day and it's never like I've ever gotten a request like that and i'm like oh my god just fucking leave me alone like <laughs> no like i'm still flattered they want me to be on and like b said you know that they thought i would be uh great as a guest and i'm i've never like i said been annoyed by it. so n- never feel like you're annoying somebody by you know asking them just to be on it's you know if they're busy or they don't have the time then they just won't respond and then that's that but i i've never been to the point where i'm actually annoyed by it but i mean i definitely get the insecurity to it you know Mm -hmm. absolutely because i again it's definitely something that i had and i guess I'll, i'll kind of lead into my stuff because i'm i'm a i'm i'm weird we all know i'm weird you all know i'm weird um you're weird dude i am i fucking am that that's part of me though is i embrace the shit out of it i didn't always but i do now and that kind of leads to my insecurities i had to think about what i'm insecure about because i used to be or used to have a lot of insecurities that i don't anymore and for me i don't really want to retread the body image thing but i think a lot of us suffer from that and i don't really want to keep beating a dead horse or as Peter would want me to say, because I saw this on Twitter earlier, oh, uh, no. feed a fed horse. Uh, wow. So wow. Do, it, do it that what you will. Um, but no, uh, I mean, that ultimately my answer would be, you know, my weight is my greatest insecurity. I'm a five foot nine and a half dude. That's 250 pounds. I just wear it a lot better than others might, you know, so I'm fortunate in that. But it's a personal insecurity. And. One day I'll have to get over that because 
Uh, I am too crippled to really do a whole lot of exercising. And if anybody fucking tweets at me to do fucking water aerobics, I swear to God, (laughs) I am just going to block you and never say anything to you again because I've heard it all and I don't need a fucking lecture. Mm -hmm. That said, I did have a lot of performance insecurities, uh, you know, and it all it started with this show the first time we were going to record and how much I hesitated to press the record button. And me, Carrie and Martin were all that way. You know, the first time we were just sitting there like, are we really going to fucking do this? Are we really going to do this? And then (laughs) we just fucking did it. And it was terrifying. The first Mm -hmm. few of them were just absolute, just total textbook mortification. Um, And then the first time live streaming D&D where like being on camera or actually, I guess it was even before really the live streaming D&D, like when I did Nerdarchy. And I was on camera for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was not comfortable on camera. It was super weird for me. Um, but I did my best to own it like a boss and did my best there. And But, you know, then leading to Soul Bear and being on camera every week, multiple times a week and super insecure about that. You know, people are seeing me like there's no hiding from the camera like. You know, and what if I say the wrong thing or what if I flub what I'm trying to say or what if I look like a fucking tool? And then, you know what I realized? I'm kind of a fucking tool. And that's okay. (laughs) For whatever reason, people like that about me. You know, they people are watching because they enjoy the stories that we tell or they're enjoying, you know, the the things that we do on on the podcast, you know, whatever reason they're watching. But they're also watching because they enjoy us as people. And they like us as people, despite what I think of myself, I'm being viewed through a a different lens and I had to accept that. And once I was able to accept that, that, you know, people who are listening to what I do or watching what I do uh, are doing it through a different lens than I see myself through. I was able to let a lot of that shit go and I was able to realize, you know, people keep coming back week after week to uh, enjoy the the work that I'm a part of and they wouldn't be doing that if it was fucking trash and when I realized that what I work on isn't trash it was kind of a a freeing feeling for me and I think the biggest the most recent and biggest uh performance anxiety thing that I had was the first time I brought Tad Cooper out um yes. my Cobalt Bard when we were doing the live uh, you know, live in person D&D in Derek's garage. And I wasn't expecting to play that character that night. And I sure as fuck wasn't expecting to sing in front of, you know, 20 concurrent viewers, which doesn't seem like a lot. But when you are not trained in singing and uh-huh. you don't have a high opinion of your singing voice and all of a sudden you're fucking singing yeah. <laughs> and you're not prepared for it, uh, it was damn near crippling anxiety but i have this weird thing where if i am performing i am in the front of the camera i don't want to be that guy and you know be like oh no i can't do it and i fucking went for it and it went a lot better than i fucking expected and that was the moment where i was like you know what i can do anything (laughs) (laughs) but it wasn't always that way. I mean, back way many years ago, uh, my cousin was visiting from San Francisco and we went to SeaWorld. 
and went to the sea lion and otter show because it's always a nice little comedy bit. And at the beginning of the show, while they're getting the uh, crowd warmed up, they bring somebody down to do like a little like mock like air guitar bullshit, you know, whatever. They they make them part of the show. I got chosen <laughs> and I did not want to play ball at all. Like I didn't want to do I didn't want to be up there. I did not want to perform. I was not comfortable doing it. But I realized very quickly that unless I fucking do something, they're never going to start the show. They're never letting me go. And I did it begrudgingly and it was a fucking train wreck. And I learned from that that not embracing the fucking weird and not just going for it is always going to be infinitely more embarrassing than just going for it and failing. Mm-hmm. I've learned just a lot of lessons when it comes to like performance and, and stuff like that. And I don't consider myself like a great performer by any stretch, but I also don't fear it. You know, I'm going to put out what I'm going to put out. I'm going to say what I'm going to say on this this show. I'm going to do the performance I'm going to do on Taldore. You know, I'm going to attempt the fucking fun character voices, even if I forget what the voice sounded like halfway through doing (laughs) the fucking voice. I'm going to give it a shot. You know why? Mm -hmm. Because that's what people are tuning in for. They know what to fucking expect from me and they enjoy it anyway. And I'm holding myself to a much higher standard than anybody else is. And that's not fair to me. Yeah. 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 So for me, I guess my, my thing on insecurities is getting over my insecurities. Yeah. I like it. That's awesome though. Yeah. It is, but you know, it's, it takes a lot of self-reflection. It's not an easy thing. And you know, I, I'm not, I don't want to downplay anybody who does have these insecurities because they're incredibly super fucking valid and there's no right way to get over it. And for some people, there's no getting over it and that's fine and that's fair. But for me, I, I guess I experienced certain things in certain ways that let me have these real moments of introspection that allowed me to push past them and after I did that, they kind of just evaporated on their own. I think honestly, I don't have so much uh, anxiety or anything when performing in front of people because I did that a lot as a kid. Um, whether that was doing the stupid little choir shows in school, I was also a childhood or a child um model doing flower girl dresses when i was a kid and we also did uh, karate uh, martial arts performances in front of the public you know a bow staff um oh my god i can't remember the right word now pretty much you know just showing off in front of people our moves and stuff like that but so like i don't have a lot of anxiety in that regard i think but i, I think Mainly because I'm on a show with Maddie and Joy and Adam, you know, like uh, for Threads of Fate and uh, the Comedy of Stride. I'm always with other people and I always feel better in those situations. And doing improv uh, was another big helpful thing. That's one thing I highly suggest. I always have. Um, actually, when I was working at a job agency, we organized improv classes for people who had anxiety going in front of crowds. Because it is a great exercise to do to get over that fear. 
Because if you can sit there and act like a fucking moron in front of a bunch of people, you can do anything in front of people. Ha. Joke's on you. I've been acting like a fucking moron in front of people my entire life. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of my entire life. Yeah. Um, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> my topic has to do with uh, things spanning from childhood to today. And... um. It, I was kind of thinking earlier about things like toys and stuff when we were kids, you know, there are all sorts of things, you know, you got your Legos, your G.I. Joe's, you know, Ninja Turtle action figures, whatever the fuck you had, you know, uh, things mm-hmm. that like we were obsessed with as kids that like even as an adult today, it's kind of like I would still play with that. Um, And if you guys don't mind, I'd actually like to lead this one. No, no, go for it. I thought of a number of things. Yeah. Um. I was going to actually say Legos because they're still fucking super cool. But I think that's kind of the thing. They are still kind of super cool. So if I it's like really dig easy. deep, what's yeah. that? Legos is kind of too easy because. Uh, yeah. 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 Exactly. So if I really dig deep, I, I was thinking about something called. Uh, I don't know if you guys knew about this or remember this, but Dr. Dreadful. The it was almost like the the little boy equivalent of the Easy Bake Oven. Oh, where no. oh um oh my god like creepy crawlies yes except you could eat it oh, i do remember that yeah. oh my god so i had the dr dreadful lab and made is like it made like this nasty like fucking sour candy bullshit that wasn't good <laughs> not at all but like part of me like i'm still kind of like man i'd kind of like to get my hands on dr dreadful not like the new updated bullshit one that they have uh, but like the old school one that like you could like light your fucking house on fire like yeah. that one. Um, and I just remember like thinking like how cool it was. And look, I made a spider I could eat and fucking. Oh, look, this beaker made a frothy like fucking lab drink that tasted like like old pixie sticks mixed with tar. Oh, my God. Yes. Like oh. it wasn't again. It wasn't good. It, and that's not why I wanted. It's just kind of like I just remember it being super fucking cool, like making the shit as this dumb little kid and like still kind of a dumb little kid at heart. (laughs) I wanted those so badly. I wanted one. My best friend, Jason at the time, he had one and I begged my parents. I'm like, please, please, you know, like, and they'd be like, well, well, don't you want an easy bake oven? And I'm like, fuck no. (laughs) But my mom absolutely would not because she was freaked out by like spiders and bugs. And she thought I would put them on her pillow and she's probably right. Yeah, right? I was going to say, to be fair, you probably would. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, that. yeah, totally legit. By the way, yeah. shout out to Creepy Crawlers because I burned myself so many fucking times oh. on the little like die cast metal fucking tray. Uh, super cool. I think that's why I don't have feeling in my fingertips on my right hand. Do you remember there was a cartoon for that? Creepy Crawl. They had a cartoon? Oh, yeah. I don't remember that one, but you know what I do remember is the Mighty Max ones, which was like, again, like the little boy version of Polly Pocket. And he would like investigate like tombs and shit like that. And I had this gigantic fucking tarantula Mighty Max toy. <laughs> and that thing was fucking cool. I took that shit with me everywhere because it was like a tiny little action figure that you could bring everywhere you went. It's fucking cool. That is awesome. No, no, that's not cool. <laughs> Sorry, Daddy's Daddy. like, fuck no. Tarantula is not cool. I had like a lava <laughs> butt. It was rad. <clears throat> yeah. Um, no, not rad. 
<laughs> that's uh yeah no no but um what about you guys like what like what's what's that toy that you're just like man i kind of still want to play with that oh well do you have one care i do actually like i went through a list in my mind because pogs i would definitely play like i love that shit i still have all my slammers i would absolutely still play it and then i thought about tamagotchi and i'm like well with all the apps that are on cell phones people still pretty much do play that right so then i thought of the winner i would still play with my light bright to this day oh yeah oh, that's a good light one. bright oh. i loved my light bright and it was the one thing electrical that I was actually allowed to play with as a kid because, yes, my parents were super overprotective. And it was one of those things where, like, I wasn't allowed to turn it on until the image was done. And then I could only turn it on for, like, two minutes. And then they're yeah. like, okay, turn it off. And I'm like, but my, my picture. So I would just love to play it now and just plug it in for the whole fucking night and been like, fuck you guys. I'm enjoying this shit now. You can't control me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, it's a it's a rebellion. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, they would buy me a lava lamp, and I wasn't allowed to have it on for longer than twenty minutes, which is about how long it takes to heat up for the lava to go all flowy. Right. Yeah. Flowy. They're like, oh, it's gonna catch fire. I'm like, yes, they're mass producing these things, and like, so many households, and I'm sure the odd one might because shit happens. But not every single one catches fucking fire. Yeah, but chances are it would have been yours. You know, oh, just probably <laughs> just just out, out of the spite of the gods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They bought my brother a wood burner when he was a kid. Remember those child ones? Oh yeah, I had one. Yeah, I wanted one, and they're like, mm, no. But we'll give it to Kyle, and Kyle's like, what the fuck am I gonna do with this? I'm not creative at all. This isn't my thing. Let Carrie play with it. No. Oh, missed opportunity for him. I never used that on the wood I was supposed to use it on. Oh, of course you, you don't understand how much my mom would have killed him. I like to live dangerously. <laughs> that would be definitely dangerous. Well, it came with like nasty, like weird leather patches. And when you burn those, they smelled like like burnt dog. Like it was awful. Oh. How do you know what burnt dog smells like? I have questions. Um... Yeah, you know, uh, there's some happen. silence going on over there. And... <laughs> I've had a long, interesting life. <laughs> so, Maddie, what about you? Um, sorry, real quick. To be clear, no, I have never burnt a dog. That's fucking awful and cruel, and I love dogs. <laughs> Way I more never than would. Hell yeah. Um, I have, um, I have been witness to my cat walking by a candle and having oh, the no. tip of her <gasps> tail just like kind of catch fire really quick oh, no. it was it almost you know have you ever like taken a lighter and sprayed some hairspray and there's like a little stream of fire yeah like that's all it was it was just like a quick just on the outside of the tail like from the butt out and it was just like and that was it but oh. that smell oh my god you never forget that smell yeah there were oh. Yeah. Maddie, did you guys have the ice storm of 98? Were you um, up in the north at that time? No, no. In 98, I, golly, I was living in Southern California. 
Okay. Well, we had the ice storm of 98 and pretty much there was no power for some people up to two months. And like the RCMP was out there. It was a huge event. And at this point, myself, like our household and uh, our two neighbors were like staying in our neighbor's house because they had a wood stove. Mm-hmm. And we had candles, of course, lit all over the place. And the they had children that I actually babysat at the time. And one of them was, oh, she must have been like about two or three at the time. And she leaned over to, to grab something, who knows what, and her hair caught on fire. Because uh, she leaned over the candle and all of a sudden there's like three or four adults all like just jumping on her, slamming her head, trying to put the fire out. And she's crying because she didn't even know her fire or hair was on fire. She just thought suddenly the adults were attacking her. Yeah. But oh, my God, that smell you could smell everywhere. We're just like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Yeah. That is a smell that it permeates and you never forget it. Mm-hmm. Um. But no, when I was a kid, um, I grew up in the 80s. So, G.I. Joe, Transformers, these were all big things. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but as a kid, you know, we didn't, I didn't really have a lot of, um, no, I won't say I didn't have a lot of toys. I did a lot of toys. For whatever reason, I didn't really get a lot of G.I. Joes or Transformers as a kid. Um, so in 2007, uh, they started, they did this 25th anniversary for the GI Joe toys and they started re-releasing them. Um, but they were different, you know, but they were new and I became obsessed with it. And, uh, yeah, I, I have a couple containers in storage right now, folks, uh, <laughs> of filled with, uh, action figures and vehicles and, because I was trying to live vicariously uh, as an adult, um, I opened all of them. Fuck yeah. Yes. I opened every single one. There's just a big old container just full of loose action figures. God with damn no right. fucking weapons, you know? So, yeah. Um, I uh, I lived that. You know, it was fun. <laughs> um, and, but now I'm like, you know, like we see something. Mark still loves things like action figures and things like that. And and he's always like, oh, do you want to you want to see, you know, get this, pick this up, whatever. And I'm just like, I'm so not into it anymore. I'm like, <laughs> you know, um, no, nope, nope. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah, they just sit in storage. Um, trying to get the grand nephews into GI Joe, um, not working out so far. Oh, really? Well, you know they like you know like plants versus zombies, and uh, you know they uh, Minecraft and you know Mega Man. Uh, yeah, so. surprised you didn't say Fortnite. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. That's like what all <laughs> the kids are playing. Okay. Um, you know, they're like six or something. So. Like I said. I don't know. Um, give it time. This is just what I 
so far what I've heard about, you know, um, right now, the one that just moved up here, um, he's really into Mega Man right now. So and I'm like, God, that came out when I was a kid. That's so, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, it's so weird. But, uh, yeah, that and, oh, the mask toys. I don't know if you ever saw that show oh, yeah. mask. Wait, the okay. show? The the cartoon mask. Yeah. Where Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I know I'm on the same page now. Yeah, where the vehicles turn into other vehicles and they had the masks and stuff. Yeah. Um, I had all those. That's awesome. I miss those. Those were fun. Mm. Those were cool. You know. I but. mean I this was kinda I got into this a little bit late, the actual figurines and stuff uh but power rangers and the zords are you talking about the uh power ranger action figures where like their heads would flip no no those were so cool no these were like oh i don't know how a little bit mm, they were pretty big but like the things like me, me and my friend, uh, or my friend and I, uh, Brandon, we co- collectively collected them. That's weird to say. Uh, so like whatever ones I didn't have, he would get, and we would always meet up with each other and play with them. And he had every single sword, and the swords all combined together, and it was fucking amazing. Like. Oh, I loved yeah. playing with that forever. And then I think I was like 16 and I sold them all at a garage sale. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of those things, you know? Um, yeah, I had that, uh, at a flea market in the eighties, you could buy these knockoff transformers that were, Go just buy. different colors, you know. And uh, I had like the Constructicons um, that all like the six bad guys that were like construction vehicles that turned into like the big, like the one big guy. Except mine were all like orange or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, those were bitching, you know. <laughs> are you talking about like the GoBots? Oh God! You said GoBots. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. No. GoBots are totally different. Uh, oh, totally. sorry. I had GoBots. I liked GoBots. Um, GoBots were not Transformers, though. Okay, and well, I said no name Transformers. I thought you were saying. Oh no 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 no! These are like uh, these are like legit um, copies from Japan of the actual toys but they were just like painted or colored differently okay like these were like they looked exact i mean they were built the same way you know they got you know like the constructicons came together the same way you know like except instead of being like green vehicles they were orange huh and they weren't called Transformers or Constructicons. They had uh-huh. like, I don't know, some weird Japanese writing on it and didn't know what the fudge they were called. So uh, the Japanese always had something like that. Like I remember asking my dad for the Green Ranger forever and one really bad flare. 
Uh, I was off school for a week and he came home and he's like, guess what I got you? The Green Ranger. And he pulled out this Japanese version and it was so cheaply made. And I mean, it's sort of similar to the real thing, but obviously not. And I was just, I, I still was like, thanks, dad. <laughs> just what I always wanted. It wasn't the Green Ranger. It was the Green Ranger. Yeah. Oh, that ranger. Ugh. Yeah. The yeah. seafoam, seafoam ranger. Oh. Seafoam. Why is oh. that the only green that I know? Why didn't I say like forest ranger or something like that? Like, <laughs> why right. is my go-to always seafoam? Um. <laughs> oh, I, know, I know why. Because I'm a man of fucking impeccable taste. That's why. Wow. We'll go with that. <laughs> well, on that note. <laughs> thank you so much for hanging out with us today at nerdy point of view podcast as always you can find me on twitter at captain sugar bear that's at cpt sugar bear just go there to see all the shit that i'm working on uh pretty cool announcements coming soon christmas day in fact i believe uh certain something special is going to be announced but that's all i can say about that so uh definitely stay tuned to my twitter for that uh yeah so Carrie, where are you on the internet and what are you working on? You can find me on Twitter at Shrieky, S-H-R-I-E-K-E-E, and Instagram under Carelessly, K-E-R-L-E-S-S-L-E-E. I'm uh, currently working on a lot of Christmas gifts for people that do include a lot of wood burning and little crafty stuff that I can't really talk about in case people are listening. But... Um, hopefully this gets me back into the mood so I can continue wood burning and start showing my crafts out there again. And I was going to say something else, but in total me fashion, I forgot. So Maddie. Uh, yeah, you can find me at so Maddie games, uh, with a Z at the end on Twitter and Twitch and, uh, where I host a show called so chatty on Saturday evenings, 8 PM Eastern, 5 PM Pacific. You can also find me on Soul Bear RPG Wednesdays and Fridays playing Dungeons and Dragons with my friends like Carrie and Brian. Oh, it's fantastic. Hey. So, yeah. And of course, go to So Nerdware where you can get all sorts of cool stuff, including nerdy point of view merch Got uh, right. des- uh, designed by Carrie and myself. And uh, hopefully soon we'll have uh, more stuff. I know. I know. I think. Uh, I think the villain's been plotting. Um, so I'm really excited to see what he comes up with. And uh, um, I don't know. That's I'm really good. Excited. I'm I'm glad the three of you are all collaborating on designs because I'm contributing not a fucking thing. Only um, because I'm not artistic at all. Brian, you are um, artistic in other ways. Yes. This is true. Which is totally fine. I will leave like the actual like art art shit to the professionals and by that i mean you guys because you do awesome work like the designs are fucking cool so Aww. you're so sweet and you're so uh, maddie i am oh. so maddie <laughs> uh, yeah i i'm, I'm <laughs> such a dork yeah aren't we all yeah but to say <laughs> Don't forget, you can find the show on Twitter as well at Nerdy POV and check out all of our new episodes. And uh, pretty soon, our legacy episodes are going to be gone for Space no. Con- Space Con- 
constraints, I think is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. So check them out while you still can at nerdypointofview.com. Make sure to also check out our Facebook page and join our growing Facebook community as well. We even have a Discord channel. If you're into that sort of thing, just reach out to the podcast on Twitter. We'll make sure you get a link. Also, check us out on Instagram. Uh, Carrie's doing great work with that because I, I still don't really understand Instagram. I am so much older than I appear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. Um, oof. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not great with the Instagram thing. Um, yeah, I don't think I'll ever understand it, and that's fine. I, I don't need to. I, I don't ever need to. I'm working it. Don't worry. I, yeah, you are. You're doing a great <laughs> job with it. And of yeah. course, if you liked what you heard today, it helps us out big time if you could leave us five stars and a review on iTunes. For small shows like ours, every review helps immeasurably. Um, with that, I want to say uh, this is the episode that releases before Christmas. You'll notice we didn't really touch on a whole lot of Christmassy stuff. We did that on a past episode and didn't really want to rehash and, you know, do the whole Christmas is all year long kind of bullshit to you. So uh, I will say uh, have a Merry Christmas, have a happy holiday, have a safe holiday, uh, spend some time with family, friends, drink a little too much eggnog, but then don't drive. Stay home or stay wherever you're at. But, you know, it's been a crazy fucking year for everybody. And give yourself one fucking day where you don't have to be pissed off at somebody or angry at something. And just enjoy the and and spend some time and love the people that are around you, even if just for a day. That's my holiday message. Uh, I don't know if you guys have anything you want to add to that. Uh, just the eggnog's gross. So, you know, drink beer or champagne or anything else if you'd like, because fuck eggnog. That's fair. <laughs> that's, that's what I have to add. Yeah. Uh, happy holidays, because they're awesome. And, uh, you know, just love each other, please, because you're awesome. Mm. All right. Well, on that lovely note, we are out. This is one thing I will never do. It has nothing to do with insecurity. I just hate it.